This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. The Metaphysical Connection episode 19 is brought to you by our Zazzle page, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. In this episode, Walt and I continue our conversation about ancient pyramids. We discuss some of the lesser-known pyramids from around the world, including pyramids found in Egypt, Europe, the Americas, and even China. Then Walt surprises the heck out of me with a theory relating to other findings from the aforementioned pyramids. But before that, we tackle California's voting irregularities, the AP's premature announcement of Hillary Clinton's primary win, and the three tragedies in Orlando. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. So I don't know where to begin, because the thing is, we have so many things to talk about. Um, do you want to talk about uh, last week's show real quick? About about what a pleasure it was to have to Nick. To have Nick, yeah. That was cool. That was, that was a big deal getting... I, I was actually watching a... I think it was a new Ancient Aliens last night. Yep. It was on the Cosmic Egg. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. I hadn't really thought about that concept too much. But um, anyway, he had a big, pretty big segment on there. He was on, usually they're only on for maybe 30 seconds or something. Right. And he was on for an extended period of time. Well, I mean, extended like a couple minutes. Well, here, For that show, that's a lot. Well, here, here's all you have <clears throat> to do to have a really great show with Nick Redfern. Just let him talk. Just give him a topic. And just let him talk. Right. He's got a wealth of knowledge about all kinds of esoteric slash metaphysical topics. So, yeah, I, and I think that's kind of what we did. We let him let him roll. He'll talk your ear off yeah, in such him, a way that it was just it. like you don't want him to stop. No, yeah, it, it was good. I wish, actually wish we had more time. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're going to have to do another show with yeah, him. Yeah, he's got a couple new books coming out, and he, he yeah. did offer to send us some copies of those, which was kind of generous of him very very generous of him and so um we may have some future shows with our man nick redford yeah i mean he he is just such an incredible guest because well i mean because he's nick redford but the thing is is that he's like he's he's a pro he's 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 been doing radio he had his own radio show at one time and you know he's been doing this kind of thing for a long time he speaks at a lot of uh conventions and things and so he you know he, he just gets right into it yeah. yeah. No no lead up. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great. So, but um we have not done the news in quite a while. I mm. don't think we've done the news of the week in quite a while. And and whenever you and I uh do news segments where we talk about the news, all the news that we want to do always has to have some kind of met- metaphysical connection. Right. Because the thing is, is that like we're not going to sit here and talk about sports for two hours because, well, this isn't a sports show. No, no. Uh, um, but the thing is, is that it's like... We're not sponsored by ESPN or anything. Well, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> I mean, the thing We're is... We're not Mike and Mike in the morning. <laughs> I, I will tell you, though, if ESPN wants to sponsor us and, uh, and uh, you know, hook us up with some cameras and do their own version of Ghost Hunters, I, 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 I could go for that. I, I'm not sure why they would do that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we talk about rollerball or something. <laughs> so... Um, one of the news items is that um, we like to keep talking about over and over again is be- that uh, you and I both agree that um, everything that's going on in the government is not how we see it, how it's presented. You and I seem to believe that there is like an oligarchy. There is a secret oligarchy 
that, and there's somebody else who is not elected or not appointed by any officials that we vote for are actually in charge of the country, if not the world. And I right. think that we, we talked about that with Nick. Right. Um, he, that's his, his viewpoint. And I, I tend to agree with him. I think the, there's the government we see and then there's the government we don't see. Right. And the government we see, I think, are just kind of puppets, you know, dancing. Right. Dancing to somebody's tune or, or having their strings worked by somebody. Um, I think they're pretty much lame jokers. That right. Are just kind of flailing around in the dark trying to look like legislators. And they don't, at this point, they don't really get anything done. It's just, no, not just at all. a bunch of overpaid charlatans. It's a show. From, from my point of view. It's a show. Um, the, the, the best metaphor is Plato's metaphor, I think. Is that I was just about to mention the cave. You're just going to get into that? Yeah. Yeah, the cave is, is that we're all kind of, the metaphor is that we're all in a cave and we're watching. We see, we see the light, the, the reality at our backs, but it's, it's reflecting on the wall of the cave. And, and what we're seeing is like a shadow dance. Right. That, you know, that is not really reality. It's just not like at all. The, the illusion of reality. No. And like democracy is the illusion of choice. It's not really choice. It's the choices are, are that we have are not choices at all, really. They're, they're just situations presented to us that is, is going to benefit the, the cabal, as I, I like to call that group. That's David Wilcox's term. Or the for, oligarchy. For, or the oligarchy, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could call them a lot of different things, but those, those are the kinder things you could say, I think. Well, I, I think um, on the Internet I said... I think as far back as November, I said, this is going to be the election when people like look at it and it will be so incredibly obvious that it's rigged because the oligarchy doesn't care anymore. They don't care that we know that it's rigged anymore. And Well, maybe they're coming out of the shadows a little bit. I, I think know. that they are. And maybe. I, I, mean, I, I think they're, they're just playing or they just change the game. That's all. Right. You know, that's what they do. They, they keep changing it up so you can't get on to it and keep making you think that you have some saying things when you really don't right um and i sort of made a prediction that um it was going to be so blatantly obvious how that they were going to steal this election and they already had the winners selected not only for the primary but for mm -hmm. the general election right and then when we were doing this um so we took a break from the news because of nick, nick redfern and right. yeah we, we didn't want to dilute that show at all right you know? and um, the internet was exploding with a lot of people who were complaining that the the, the Democratic pro, uh, primary had been stolen, and and um, AP announced the night before the California primary election that Hillary Clinton had already won the nomination, but not a single vote in California had been cast, right, right. and she yeah, won it through. It's clear. It's clear that it's, that it's you know it's it's a it's a done deal. It was done probably before the before the primary process even started. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That the even the primary process is a sham. It's right. A, it's just a show to, to make us think right. that we actually have some input into it. There's there's no way. But that was that thing was decided. Who knows when 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 she decided to back Obama eight years ago? Maybe that's when she you know stepped into that slot. Yeah. You know. Because we were looking forward to a uh, a, a contested primary. Yeah, and it was contested, luckily, by because Bernie um, didn't buy into that and, no, and decided he was going to try to override the process. But 
you know, apparently it looks like he, that's, I mean, he's not really given up yet even, but. I, I think that we could quite possibly have a contested primary. Well, it's, it's possible, but um, we'll see. I don't know. I still think it's just, just going to. I think it's rigged. Be, be what it is. Yeah. I, I, I do think it, yeah. it's rigged. So another, another aspect that, well, the thing is, is that did you, did you get the news stories that there are already investigations in California looking at irregularities in the voting process, and there are boxes and boxes of ballots that haven't even been counted yet. No, I didn't see that. It, it, it's all kind of a waste of energy, I think. I think it's just is what it is. You know. All right. Uh, do, do we want to talk a little bit about Orlando? Um, I, that's actually not, in my show notes. Yeah, not not from this again, not from a sensationalist point of view about the about the the particularities of the event. I, I think is is kind of is what it is it's 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 a horror it's a horrific event you know there's no well, other way to classify well i'm, I'm talking about the, the shooting the mass shooting right um which by the way was you know it's been classified as the the largest mass murder in the united states history tell that to the people that wounded knee not true i was going to say wounded knee there was 237 um of americans slaughtered so um that's that's a misnomer to begin with unless you don't classify Native Americans as counting as counters I think it's know? despicable about how sensational we get over stuff like that yeah but but the point I was getting to with it is not not that event in essence but what's going on in Orlando where you have three major occurrences like that where you had the, the up-and-coming young singer that was was shot yeah you know, he had the nightclub um, shooting debacle. Yeah, and and also the little kid that was taken by an alligator on you know on the Disney resort. So, to me, there's something going on there, and and this is where the metaphysical part comes in. Maybe I, I don't know. Is it is that like a nexus of of pain or or something that just horrible is, events happening know, in one in section one spot? All at once. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an explanation for it. Maybe, maybe you do. I don't know, but. But it just seemed to me that it just occurred to me that why all these three things, these horrific, horrific things happening in one place like that, is it a message of some kind? I, I from, from you know, as, as we always say, there's more to things than me. you and Nick Redfern, and I, and and myself included to a to a smaller extent. You guys believe, or the two of you believe, that the Earth has like immunity. Like, um, like we do, we have a well. If you, if you believe in the Gaia point of view, which Nick was talking about um, a little bit, is is that the Earth is a living entity? Of it's, course, it's not just a big ball of dirt, you know, with air around it. So it's right. it's an actual living organism. Exactly. So the theory that Nick was talking a little bit about is that um, at some point that organism is gonna say enough is enough you know we're, we're sort of like foreign bodies you know it's like when you bought your body gets a splinter yeah you know it 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 wants to reject it it wants to get it out and and you want to pull it out too because it hurts you know of course so maybe that's what the human race has degenerated into <laughs> you know as we're, we're one big splinter to the planet or know, an that, infection that, that's, well yeah i mean if you look at it that way and maybe the maybe the planet actually has an immune system like we do you know why would be we be any different as organisms than the Earth would be if it's an or, if it truly is an organism, which I 
I believe. I, I don't know where you stand on that. But. Well, the thing is, I, I don't, <clears throat> don't want to get all um, uh, exorcist on you. But the thing is, is if, if you believe in demonic forces, if you the believe archons. that they're archons, whatever you want to call them today, it, if you believe in negative spiritual entities and that every once in a while they will focus their attention on just one area... A uh, fine example is the uh, the Zodiac Killer in uh, San Francisco during the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you, uh, tell me that that wasn't somehow some kind of demonic forces or something like that. Something was going that. on there, yeah. And maybe that's what's going on in Orlando, you know, for, for whatever reason. I, you know, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it has to do with the, the location. Um, there's, you know, there's... For some reason, there's a cult significance to certain locations, um, which is why supposedly why Kennedy was killed in Dallas because that's on the 33rd parallel, right. which is a which is a Masonic number and and has a cult significance. I, right. I'm not necessarily assigning a cult value to the Masons, but um, although we are going to do a show next week, I think with with Doug Palumbo with, with the, Doug Palumbo who is a Mason. Yeah, and my father was a Mason. Was your father a Mason? Wayne no, Fitz? no. Um, so there's something going on there in the, in the higher echelon of masonry. There's something, something happening. Which my fo- my father was a master mason. I don't quite know how far up he was. I know he wasn't 33 degree. That's that's really high. Yeah. And Doug, I think, is a master mason. So we anyway, we can get into that a little bit more when we do that show. But um, so I don't know what, what's going on in Orlando. It, it just it just occurred to me that that was a weird. A weird thing. There are locations throughout the world where strange things just seem to happen. Mm-hmm. Fine example, previous show, the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. What happened at the Skinwalker Ranch? Right. Which, so, but um, look, yeah, you, there, I think there's there's certain areas that have a thinner veil between this dimension and the next. Yeah. Um, and and maybe maybe it's a reason why Disney put Disney World there. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Disney being not totally on the up and up either. I mean, everybody sees Disney as sweetness <laughs> and light and Snow White and all those things, you know. And yeah, I'm not so sure that that's totally accurate. And um, and people seem to we find... can talk about that with, when we do the uh, the Illuminati yeah. show. So, and you look at a place like Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Washington D.C. has some weird energy going on behind well, it. Well, it was set up that way. Yeah, it was set up with um, actually a lot of Masonic input to the way it's it's structured. Yeah, know? and who knows what the what the Earth energy is that's there? Yeah, I don't know. The, the topic we're going to talk about today, the pyramids and, and different structures around the world, um, definitely has Earth energy was definitely taken into consideration when those things were built and where they were built. And the location Absolutely. on the planet in terms of the ley lines, the, the grid, the earth grid. Um, something interesting I ran across um, accessing the, uh, the Islamic influence on, on the shooter right. that, that did the shooting at the, at the Orlando nightclub. There, were, there was a CIA operative who, um, she was, she was active from, I think, 2000 to 2010. Okay. Um, and did a lot of work with um, al-Qaeda prisoners and, and, you know, guys from the Islamic uh, jihadi sure. guys. Sure. Jihadists, I guess they're called. I don't know. Whatever <clears throat> I'm calling them whatever, today. Whatever you want to call them. 
And she had an interesting conversation with one of them. And it's a, it's a point of view that I don't think a lot of people see or, or fail, to, fail to even look at or understand. And, and, and I'm not, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that what they're doing has any merit. Because okay. I don't think it does. I think they're just um, putting evil into the world for, for their own purposes. Sure. But she, she said that they view themselves as and and a guy the guy she was talking to actually used the scenario of star wars <laughs> really and, and this is what he said he said that they view themselves as, as the rebel alliance they're they're the rebels they're the they're the the luke skywalkers and the and the han solos of the world and and that they're fighting against the evil empire which is the united states and the uh-huh. west right so so that's just another viewpoint of how you know, I, I had, had you thought of that? I mean, had you had you looked at it that way? I mean, you understand that they're you know they're fighting against what they consider tyranny. You know, and and it's not that the United States and the West is is squeaky clean. No. You know, <laughs> getting back to wounded knee. You know, if you want to access that. You know, <laughs> uh, that was a, that was a, yeah. I mean, that was a a, a psychic event. Yeah. You know, that um, is not a good thing to have on our record. You know, and that's been done all around the world. We know it has the CIA and. Whoever the other covert organizations are that are working underground and undercover, right? The black ops kind of people that, right? You know, they're they're doing stuff and putting dictators into place, and they've been doing that for years and years and years. So, so maybe there's some um, another point of view anyway right. as to why they're doing what they're doing, right? You know? um, not justifying it in any way, you know. So keep right. keep your letters and emails um, about that. But but as you far know, as how have I ever I, thought I'm, I'm about not, that? I'm, yeah, good. Have, have you I thought, ever about, thought that? about that from that point of view? Well, yeah, from a very large point of view, because I mean, for me, and and I've had this question um, come to mind many different times. If 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 we were living in a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. okay, what side would you be on, or what side would I be on? Well, that's a good question. All right, it is a good question. And the thing is, is that because I hate authority so much, mm-hmm. and and. The, I'm, I'm thinking you'd be riding around with Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. I, I think I'd steal my own. <laughs> well, you'd have your own okay. flying piece of garbage <laughs> with my own, you know, your own rust bucket. <laughs> I, I mean, I, have, I, 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 I think that with my own piece of junk, and I have my own princess, and you know, and uh, but uh, no, yeah, I mean, you really are creating your own little Star Wars world there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have a Wookiee? <laughs> no, I, I, you you, you well, heard we her some bar- yeah, yeah, you got some black Wookiee here. Yeah, so, um, but the entire notion is that I've always bristled at authority. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that... You fought uh, the law and the law won. <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. And the thing is... is Eric that, fought the law and the law won. And, so, but I... And the people that I've always disliked are the Susie busybodies mm. who are self-appointed mm. leaders of the of school what? Of, of, of what yeah. of, 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 of whatever right. and the fine example is in elementary school where you always have that one tattletale who is like Eric the rules are the rules right. and you can't do and I'm that telling. I'm telling I'm telling, Eric. I'm telling the teacher and the principal and your mother mm. Right. I okay. Know, well, I know the type. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is that those are the people who, as much as they hate to admit it, those are the people who, whoever is in charge, whoever, whoever is, whoever has the badge. Mm-hmm. The, they're the brown nosers. They're the, the or the brown nosers or the brown shirts. 
Well, yeah. It Automatically. Could it could go either way. Right? Yeah. And then you have the other people who are like, okay, all I want to know is, is that where's the boundaries so it can stay on those boundaries. And it's like, I don't care if the law is good or bad. At least there's some semblance of order. All I want to do is is that I want to watch my hologram soaps, you know, or, right. you know mm -hmm. and I just want my Romulan ale and now I'm switching. Right. Uh, and keep my little pea brain as, as pea-sized as Keep me as, as that, stupid as, as possible. Right. But the thing is, no, is, and that's you know, that's some point. Some people have that point of view. They they just want to kind of roll up into a ball and and be safe and not challenge authority and and that kind of thing. And then there's other people that want to do that. Thank God there are right. You know? um, yeah, I don't know. It's there's there's definitely two camps in that in that. But but the point, I guess, the larger point with that thing I was making about the, the CIA operative is that you know we we see ourselves as the good guys. You know, most of us see ourselves. Well, I, I mean, that's the line yeah. anyway. Yeah. We're, we're fighting evil. We're fighting right. these evil terrorists and stuff. And they see themselves as the good guys. So there's no real middle ground for that. Right. You know, they're fighting what they consider evil and we're fighting what we consider evil. So where do you go with that? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, how, how do you equate that even? How, how do you, you know, you can, you can say, okay, we're going to kill them all. But can you really even do that? You know, because you, you kill one and ten more pop up. Exactly. Because they get pissed off about you killing the one that you exactly. kill. Exactly. You know? So I don't know where you go with that. You know? I, I don't I, know if there is any, there, there is no real um, way to resolve that. I okay. Think. And I, I know that to an extent you are going to disagree with me. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. Fine. But that's what makes this show fun. Right. Okay. Whenever there's any kind of a tragedy, no matter what the tragedy, mm -hmm. is that our instant mindset is we need to ban whatever weapon it is that they used to prevent more of these things happening mm -hmm. okay but we never actually say okay let's look beyond the tool why would somebody go into a crowded room and try and kill everybody in that crowd why would somebody blow up a federal building in oklahoma why would somebody burn down their own church with all of the church members in it you know, like Waco, Texas. Why do why do people fly airplanes into buildings for terror's sake? What well, it's the heart. We never get to the literally the heart of the right. matter. Now that I agree with you. I, I don't I don't know that I totally agree with you on the on the weaponry part. However, I do agree with that part because nobody ever sits down and, and a lot of times these people kill themselves, so you can't really get into their psyche too too much, you know. Occasionally, they come out alive. Uh, and sometimes they're just mentally ill, you know, right. so you're not going to really get a whole lot of rational input. But not all of them are, are just purely men, mentally ill. I, I, I think the guy, this latest shooter in, in Orlando, right. was was a very conflicted personality. Okay. Um, you know, he was he clearly had homosexual tendencies or, or, you know, he was a homosexual or he was bisexual. Or he, That's the he, story he, we he hear had, today. Yeah, yeah, he had some... Yeah tendencies in that direction now his culture the afghan culture does not allow for that you know you're 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 nothing if you're homosexual right you know, he, he his and who knows what kind of rhetoric his father was spewing out you know since he was a little kid and and, sure. and when he started realizing that he had some direct you know leanings in that direction what does that do to him you know that makes him totally conflicted so he tried to you know he tried to, he had two wives who both of which he abused, apparently. Of course. Because he didn't really probably want to be married to a woman. He probably wanted to have a, 
you know, a male-male relationship of some sure. kind. And so he took it out on them. And and that when that didn't satisfy him, you know, he, he was a freak. He apparently frequented this club and, and you know, had definitely had directions, you know, or, or yearnings in, in toward homosexuality, which he couldn't satisfy right you know without feeling probably horribly guilty about it and all these things so so you have a guy that's extremely extremely unhappy and conflicted and has probably distorted thinking patterns at that point you know so i think he was taking that out on on the people in that nightclub since he couldn't kill the gay in himself he was going to kill the gays around good way to put it exactly a good way to killing the gay without but the thing is that this happens through, throughout um, history, especially in child development. Where if you, well, that's where it starts. Because like, the thing it is, it doesn't is start that, when they're when you're. It doesn't even start when you become sexually active, or, or when you start to you know turn into adolescence. It starts early on. Right. Those kind of conflicts, you know, and, it, and if his father was homophobic, which he probably was or is, right. Um, given given what you know, what the culture says. Yeah. You know, that, that started early on. He started having those, that conflict early on with, oh my God, my father's saying this about homosexuals and here I am having these feelings. Where do you go with that? Exactly. But that's true of everything. If you, uh, like fine example, whereas a a friend of mine from college, and I want to be careful because I don't want to out this person as Mm -hmm. it were. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that he had, um, an obsession over um, a, a specific childhood toy and card game. Um, and I had a lot of friends who really liked, like Pokemon, for mm-hmm. example. And this one person in particular was a, a, like really into Pokemon. And the thing, and I and I said, well, what's the deal with you and Pokemon? Is because we were having a conversation about like what makes people tick. Mm-hmm. To be a good graphic designer or to be a good designer, you got to know who your client is. And we were talking about getting into who it, who you really are and who's your client and like what's really going on behind their heads. And the thing is, like, he was really into Pokemon because his parents, especially his father, forbid him from having any Pokemon in the house. Why was that? What was the, what was the deal? I have no that? idea. <clears throat> They're demonic or something no, really? like that. Yeah. Okay. Their pathways to the devil, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like we little Ouija boards. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, it's 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 a bigger a bigger issue is the is the psyche of society. Why why are we producing people like this? You know, and I, yeah. as I said, I, I know I know with my work with behavior in behavior, is is that diminishing of somebody's ego starts very early on. Yep. You know, even in school, kids kids start diminishing other kids who have, you know, not the nicest clothes or, or they sure. act a little weird or whatever. And and that starts very, I mean, it starts at kindergarten sometimes. Of course. You know? And that progresses generally and then that, that kid gets known as the weird kid, you know. Right. And nobody wants to play with them on the playground and blah, 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 blah. And then it just, it just progresses to the point where when they start to get <clears throat> into high school, they feel like a reject because they are a reject, really. You know, they get rejected by the whatever is considered the in crowd or, or whatever is that's right. cool, you know. Um, and that's even more amplified by people with gender issues and with, yeah. you know, with um, sexual preference issues. So very early on, you know, they, they have all these conflicts going and, and, and diminished ego and diminished um, self-esteem 
you know, which does not lead to a healthy person psychologically. You know, I, I mean, I can remember if he was a, <clears throat> a friend in quotes. I hate to use in quotes terminology, but uh, a guy I knew pretty well. And, and he had a son that was, was clearly in the leaning in the homosexual direction. Sure. You know, very, pretty early on. And he had a doll that he that he liked. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and I remember he was probably, I don't know, five or six years old, maybe, maybe seven. I don't know. He was, he was young. It was pre, pre-adolescence. And we were going to a restaurant after a, an event that we had been to. And, and in the parking lot, the kid wanted to bring the doll into the restaurant. Of course. And this is a guy that fancied himself as a, a liberal, um, you know, Right. Um, good father. You know, he had all the answers to fatherhood and, and, you know, all this stuff. And and he took the doll and he threw it in the woods. And he was like, you're not bringing that doll in the restaurant. People are going to think you're funny, you know, or something. I, I don't know what the terminology was he used. But but here's a guy that fancied himself as sure. Mr. Father, you know. And he takes this kid's doll and flings it into the woods, you know. What does that say to the kid, you know? I mean... What a great way to traumatize your kid. Exactly. Exactly, you know. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And that damages your psyche, you know. It, it, it does. I, 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 I dealt with it every day for 10 years, you know. I see the results of those kinds of things. And kids like that grow up and they don't always do horrific things, but right. but they grow up in some kind of distorted sense of themselves, right. you know, lower sense of worth, if if anything else. And, and that's clearly what was going on with this guy. Right. You well, know, he he didn't think he was worth anything. So why the hell not go and kill a bunch of people and make them pay for for his you know lack of acceptance or, yeah. or whatever the hell was going on? I mean, his distorted you, mind. You, you, you know? screw. You I don't know. You <clears throat> screw your kids up. And it, it and it never turns out well. Either they're going to they're going to have um, socially unacceptable behavior. They're going to shoot up a school or a nightclub, or they're going to have a podcast or, to the paranormal. Or, or they're going to be abusive to their to their partner, or they're going to drink or do drugs or something. I mean, all those things don't happen by accident. No. Granted, some people have genetic proclivities in that direction. Yeah, I get that, but but it's also reinforced by. Um, circumstances you know yeah. And, and yeah you're right it never turns out real well for people that's why we have such a big drug problem in this country that's why we have yeah. you know you take a state like new hampshire which is kind of an idyllic kind of place to live you know if, if, yeah. you, if you look around and we have a huge heroin problem now why is that and vermont yeah vermont too you know new england's a beautiful place to live and it's, yeah. it's got a you know it's got a lot of good psychic energy i think and a lot of good earth energy but People are hurting psychically for some reason, and that's true of not only this country, but I think the world. I think there's a void. There's a spiritual void with people that and I, that, that organized religions aren't filling. There's something's just missing. You know, I, I think that um, not to blame everything on parents, but parents have to take a huge responsibility. If your kid is shoving needles into his arms to escape from reality, mm-hmm. what the fuck did you do to that kid? Well, something's wrong. There's something wrong. And and a lot of people deny it. They they think, nah, my kid's not taking drugs, you know. Really? Go look in their room. You know? Yeah. Um I don't know. It's it's just that people are I I position it as people are vibrating at a at a at a low level lower level. Right. And and that needs to be raised. And I think I think everything contributes to that. Our media, um you know the music that people listen to, the the lack of um, any kind of depth in in TV shows that are on and and movies, and it's all it's all stuff. I think that's 
geared toward keep keeping people vibrating at a lower level so they don't have some kind of an awakening to what what the reality of things are. And we also never, getting back to what we started And, and we never, ever <clears throat> seriously look at what we're putting into our bodies. Well, all of that. Okay, artificial flavors, <laughs> color. Let's take another sip of Henry's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's good stuff because it's made with all natural ingredients. Well, that's but, true. I mean, you look at the additives, preservatives, artificial flavors, and colors. Okay, that in and of itself right there. And then we look at the excess sugar that we're uh, ingesting. Mm-hmm. And then throw on top of all that these prescri- prescription medicines. Mm-hmm. And the United States consumes like what, 80% of all pharmaceuticals that are produced in the world. Legally and illegally. Legally and illegally. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you look at what's going on in television, in the media, and video games. It's almost as if we are being programmed and bred and fed to be drones. Exactly. For and, what purpose? But but like you said with the weaponry and, and I agree with that to a certain degree is that it's not the it's not the drugs that are the problem. It's the reason why people are taking the Absolutely. drugs. Absolutely. And nobody gets down to that really. You know, they have all these and I and I'm sure they do in, in treatment centers and things like that, but um, you know, there's there's a reason why people do those kinds of things. Right. It's it's not just that they're just bad people or yeah or they have some gene for that or something yeah. yeah there is a little bit of that okay but but it's mostly because they don't feel good about themselves they don't feel good about them their lives they so they want to take something that's going to alter that that negative reality or negative viewpoint they have of things that's that's really what it comes down to and nobody really gets to that too much you hear it once in a while from I, some yeah. enlightened people yeah but, i yeah. think that before we take a break i do have mm-hmm. to mention that with all of this there is a great book out there by the Dr. Drew Pinsky from uh, Loveline fame, and he wrote this incredible book called The Mirror Effect. And a lot of things that Dr. Drew Pinsky had predicted has actually come true. Mm. Um, you know how we have like a we um, we have a sound bite of you saying Eric's right, Eric is always right. We, right you know. Which gets overplayed. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Drew Pinsky. I hear that in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should stop coming over to your house in the middle of the night. <laughs> and putting, that, putting the microphone under my bed. But the thing is, is that Dr. <clears throat> Drew Pensky predicted a couple of things that were going to happen. And he accur- accurately predicted what was going to happen to Miley Cyrus. And with her role in this Disney show, Hannah Montana, where she had a dual personality. And then once she got out... Well, you didn't, you didn't have to be... A mystic to figure that out. <laughs> and the thing, she was going to go over that the was top. Pretty, pretty obvious, yeah. It was bound to happen, yeah, but the thing yeah. is, is that... See, it I really think was... she was a, some kind of... A, she was set up to do that, I think, as a, like a, a a negative role model for right for people. You know? and, and now she's showing her tatas and her coochie, you know, all yeah, over the place. Who cares? But yeah. the thing is, is that how did that happen? It's because she was programmed oh, I, I agree. to become I, this I, thing. I, I totally agree. I think a lot of these young starlets, like uh, and and singers, like um, who, who's the one that uh, went crazy? Britney Spears. Britney Spears. That's yeah. The same thing. I think she, you know, she was they, she was programmed at a young age to 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 act, you know, to be a a role model for, right. for young girls. Yeah. And and look what she turned into. And exactly. I, and I think they a lot of times turn to drugs and things like that because yeah. of that. They can't handle that. Look at thing, look at you know? so many of the kids. Again, it goes back to the same thing. The Their childhood, psyche's been yeah. damaged somehow. 
whether it's through hypnosis or, or wherever the hell it happens. I don't yeah. know. But, and we'll, we can talk about that next show. That's another show. We, audio we need to talk bit. about yeah. that. But anyway. So, anyway, I have, a, I have a quote to lead into our segment today. Okay, are we going to take a break and tank up again? You want to do the quote when we come let's back? Do the, let's do the... Because it really does tie into what we were just talking about. So that's... You read the quote. Okay. And then we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. And then... We also have to talk about our, our, um, foreign, co- our foreign correspondent. Let's talk about that. Which is coming on yep. board, um, which is a, um, a big deal. So this, this comes from a, a, a must-read. A must-read. For, for anybody that really wants to... To connect the dots uh-huh. with, with paranormal kind of things and, and uh, stuff that um, there's a lot of seemingly unconnected events that really are connected. And this book is called The Gods of Eden by William Bramley. It's not a new book. And I, I'm assuming Eric's probably going to put this on the show notes. Uh, I certainly am. As a matter of fact, I'm buying it's, it. Right it's now. a masterpiece, in my estimation. And I've read a lot of these kinds of books, but I, I would put it in that category. So anyway, he has a, he has a, a postulation. Which, which I tend to, to totally agree with. And this is what it is. And I'm going to read it so I get it right. Human beings appear to be a slave race languishing on an isolated planet in a small galaxy. As such, the human race was once a source of labor for an extraterrestrial civilization and still remains a possession today. To keep control over its possession and to, to maintain Earth as something of a prison that other civilizations have bred never-ending conflict between human beings, have, has promoted human spiritual decay, and has erected on, on earth conditions of unremitting physical hardship. This situation has existed for thousands of years, and it continues today. And I think that says it all, of what we were just talking about. Yeah. If, if you buy into his line of thought, which I do, um, and, and I think that line of thought is really starting to gain some, some traction with, with a lot of thinking people. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes. And I recommend the book highly. It's, it's really a, a masterwork All right. of connecting the dots of things. Uh, so one more thing before we take a break. Yes. We have a, um, hoping, we're hoping to be a regular segment where we're going to access my main man, blood brother, um, soul brother, uh, Jim Loretta. The man, the myth, the legend. He is. And he's going to be doing a, a news segment um, either once a week or every other week. Right. Um, with some kind of a bizarre, um, interesting news item that you guarantee, you're guaranteed not to hear on anywhere on else. CNN or on the nightly news or like he is plugged he is yeah. plugged in into a deeper dimension he absolutely than is. most of us he absolutely is he is he is tuned in he and, has and 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 also eric and i are going to be developing some special technology to to contact him yeah so that's going to be pretty cool this too. is going to be it's really going to be weird cool. it's yeah, gonna and we're i'm gonna excited be, and i'm going to be testing it live <laughs> and he, he initially declined when i asked him but then i kept bugging him and that's what him. you do i do i, I bug well you do uh, and um so we're looking forward to that. He's, he's gonna i think he's gonna make his first appearance next week okay uh, that is so, that is incredible so we're, yeah we're excited about all that. right because the thing is is that um it, it's not fair that he doesn't get the credit that he deserves I right think... we, we, we give him 
credit for some of the th we've used a, a number of his news items in the past but he just hasn't come on and actually done it himself so so Lord Jim will will hopefully be making his appearance next week I think I've made him commit and once he commits he, he will do it yeah it's going to be great so anyway we're going to take a quick break play okay. some commercials for you guys and then when we get back we are going to actually get into part two of uh ancient alien pyramid technology a condo made of stone uh -huh. all right stay tuned As always, we are looking for things to promote and share on the Metaphysical Connection podcast. If you have something that you would like us to discuss on the show, you can send us your copy to my email address, info at thefedorachronicles.com. We will help you to promote your events, goods and services, and media that you created like documentaries, books, and even other podcasts that would be interesting to our audience. Once again, drop me a line at info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can find out more about us by going to metaphysicalpodcast.com where you can find links to our Facebook page and Twitter handle with more social media to come in the next few weeks. Support the show by going to zazzle.com slash chronicles for Metaphysical Connection products and items from our other media on the Fedora Chronicles network. So how do you want to introduce this section here, or should I say something? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I think take, I should say I'll, something. I'll let you take it over. So once in a while, <clears throat> Walt and I will get a hold of a, a big, huge topic. I mean, a larger-than-life topic, whereas it, we can't do it in just one show. Like the size of the Great Pyramid. Uh, or better. And the thing is, is that we did a show about two weeks ago on uh, pyramids, whatever pyramids, and... Walt completely blew my mind with some factoids about the pyramids and, and how that they operate and, and a lot of speculation and postulation about the whole how, how they worked and why they were built in the first place. And, and com hopefully completely dispelled the myth that we're taught about them being just built as tombs for right. the pharaohs. But, but one of the things that, and we really wanted to get into this, but we just did not have the time, um, that... There are more than just one set of pyramids out there, or two sets of pyramids. When you think of the word pyramids, you either think of one or three things. You either think of the Great Pyramids in Giza, the Aztec Mayan pyramids in South America and Central America, or <laughs> doing geometry problems in, in, in high school or college. But the thing is... Or the $100,000 pyramid. Oh, and Dick, Dick Clark. Clark. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, that's possible. That's right. It's funny how <laughs> Walt and I have our chairs set up just like it's the $10,000 pyramid. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, um, and this really sort of blew me away when I uh, read quite a few books on um, ancient mysteries or ancient enigmas. And a fine example is that uh, there are pyramids everywhere. 
there are pyramids in places where you would least expect them. And we were going to talk about all that. And then Walt and I said, there no, no. There actually are pyramids in the United States. There are pyramids in the United States, too, people. And, and I'm, we're not talking about the, the glass one in Las Vegas. No. There are pyramids everywhere. And I have a theory on why that they, the news or the, the history of these other pyramids um, has been sort of shunned and denied and suppressed. So hold on to your hats here, people, because we, we're, we're going to blow your minds with some real information here. And we're, some of the things that we are going to say is true. Some of the things that we're going to say is pure speculation. And some of the things that we're going to throw out are other people's theories that do not necessarily represent the thoughts and opinions of the hosts of the show. So with that said, Walt, where do we go from here? Well, I, I think probably the best place to start is, you know, obviously the, the pyramids in Egypt are the, are the best known um, structures of that kind. You know, right. I, I mean, almost everybody that's alive, I think, right. other than primitive tribes somewhere, maybe, know of the pyramids. They've seen pictures of them. They've seen them in movies. They've seen, you know, tons and tons of things about the pyramids. But like I said... Most people are under operating under the delusion that's been created by the educational system is these these massive structures were built for you know vanity reasons for tombs um, for the pharaohs of the, of the time frame, which which to me is is total nonsense. You know um, that might have been a very 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 secondary thing, you know that was in mind when they when they built it, but I'm not even sure that that was even really part of the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> so that brings up the question, why were they built? Right. Um, so we talked a lot about, last show, we talked a lot about how the the pyramid is a structure that actually alters energy and, and creates an alternative kind of energy within the pyramid, a vortex. And, and, and that's a big word. That's a word I've been coming across more and more and more is a vortex. There's something very, very interesting about that. Um, in the case of the pyramid, um, the vortex that was created within the pyramid created um, a force which, which was generated within the pyramid mm -hmm. and then came out of the top and was broadcast out of the pyramid. Um, for what usage, we can, of course, only conjecture. We have no real knowledge of that. We don't even, there's no real hard evidence for that premise, but a lot of people think that now. You know, it's yeah. becoming more and more prevalent. Um, and, and the, the, the strange thing about the Egyptian pyramids is that, is that they were actually their, their, one of their primary functions, or, or so some people are speculating, is that they were actually used for um, navigation, uh -huh. for aer aeronomical navigation. So think about that. How, how does that work? Wait a minute. The pyramids were there for aeronautical navigation. Right. Well, so, now, but wait a minute. There were no airplanes around. Well, there you go. There you until go. the Wright brothers. Which was, you know, way, 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 way after that, of course. Uh, so if you, how do you put those two things together? Well, then, obviously, we are not the most advanced civilization that has occupied the planet right, Earth. Right, That's the bigger point, I think, that, that people are just now starting to, to speculate on. And, and a, lot of, a lot of mainstream scientists still don't. <clears throat> buy into that premise. They think that 
you know, that mankind had a linear progression from, you know, caves to hunter-gatherers to, to, to where we are now in, right. in a linear fashion. And if you think of that premise, that totally blows that whole thing out of the water. Um, so that's a, probably a good place to start. I mean, if, if you can't accept that notion, which most mainstream scientists don't, because or they won't admit to it. Well, they can't admit to it, really, in some in some ways. It, it <clears throat> number one, it blows their their career out of the water. Generally, they get they get shunned by um, um, academia. Right. It, interesting um, term. John Anthony West, um, who did a lot of research on um, the Sphinx with Robert Schock, who, who really is pretty pretty much a mainstream scientist who really went out on the edge with this research and probably has been taking a lot of flack for it. Um, they, they attempted to, to age the Sphinx and they, and they looked at the, the erosion on that from which would have had to have been heavy rainfall. Right. Um, but how do you equate that heavy rainfall when Egypt is an arid region? I'll just Which repeat what the, subject to rainfall. I'll just rainfall. repeat what other people will say that the Sphinx is so old that it's been standing there since the time when the Nile was a tropical desert. Exactly. Or, I mean, when I'm, there, I'm when sorry, there, a, tro a tropical forest, right. a jungle. And when there would have been heavy rainfall. And there would have been heavy rainfall. Which could go back pre, pre flood. It could go back twelve thousand years and maybe further. Yeah. So you know, the, the standard thinking now for the Sphinx is that it's like five thousand years old. Yeah. And that would push it back, you know, way back. Right. Um, Robert Schock will, will only go as far as saying that it may be 5,000 B.C., which would make it about 7,000 years, you know, by today's standards. Uh, the other guy, John Anthony West, is pushing it way, way further back than that. He's pushing it back, you know, maybe to 25,000 years old. Well, here's the question. And the same thing for the pyramids. Now, the, okay, that, yeah, Sphinx, you answered my question. Yeah. The, the, the Sphinx predates the pyramids to to a degree, um, but but the pyramids apparently are much older than they have erosion on them too. So you know how'd that happen? You can only get erosion with water, with heavy rain. Yeah, it's the only way it can happen, basically. Well, there there are two types of erosion. There's the water. Well, there's erosion. wind too. There's, there could be wind too. The wind but, and sand. But and... this is water erosion. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. So I think that while 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 you're taking a a, a, a hen, blast from your Henrys, mm. and by the way, let's talk just a real brief minute. Let's take a moment here and talk about my new favorite beverage of choice. When I'm not drinking a gin and tonic, I am drinking Henrys hard soda made with real this, cane this sugar. This sounds like a commercial, Eric. Oh, that is, it is, oh, doesn't it? Okay. When you're kicking back with your friends and you want to drink something that's absolutely totally refreshing <laughs> and really classy and cool, <laughs> drink a Henrys hard soda today. Absolutely, I concur. So, so getting back to the to the Great Pyramid, another another interesting facet, no pun intended, is that the pyramid appears to be four sided from the ground. Of course. However, when you view it aerially, it's actually eight sided. What? Yeah, it's actually the the, the sides are actually concave, in that they're they're um, they 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 they. they go in each side goes in so it actually has two two sides on each oh right to be yeah yeah the larger side but you can only see it from the air and it's and it's perfectly done it's it's per it's a it's a magnificent 
feat of engineering. Uh, engineering and architecture. And magic. And why would somebody do that if it couldn't be viewed from the ground? Well, you can't you can't see that from the ground. You can only see it from an aerial viewpoint. Well, well, you know. So, how do you figure that? It's like the Nazca lines. We did it for the benefits of the gods, the sky gods. But <laughs> that that why why would somebody go to that much trouble to to make something that appears to be an aerial, you know, beacon of some kind. You know, I, I believe the I believe the pyramid can be seen from space. Is that not true? I or think not? it's only the Great Wall of China that can be oh, seen. Oh, I thought it was space. a pyramid. Anyway, I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, I might be wrong too. So, but it 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 is it is positioned such that um, it's it's perfectly positioned in the in the directions east, north, south, and west. And there are also so each corner points almost perfectly in that direction. So it can be used as a um, a directional device to get pretty much anywhere on the planet using that as a as a as your beacon. Did but you the, know that? But they're also laid out um, exactly the way that the uh, the stars in the belt of Orion are laid out. Exactly. Yeah. The three pyramids. You mean right. The three about. pyramids. Yeah, right. So it's got not only a, an earthly usage, um, aside from the from the energy point of view, just just as a a marker, sort right. of as a, like a huge marker. For, for how the you know how the planet is laid out, which um, which honestly so interesting, which definitely. honestly begs the question. Um, you have these pyramids mm-hmm. in, in Giza right. that are laid out perfectly, that point north, south, east, and west, mm-hmm. and they the shape takes on this strange visual phenomenon when you look at them from the air. And the thing is, how could such a primitive culture, using slave labor, build something like that? Well, exactly. And, and they're they're ton and a half. Is there a bird in here? Yeah. There's a. It's there, right outside our window. There's a, there's a ton. Those blocks are what, like a ton and a half? Yeah. Um, and and they were they were placed perfectly so that um, you can't put a, a piece of piece of paper between them. You know, they were positioned and cut. Exactly. I don't even think that we have mm. machines that can do no, that today. No, I don't think we have the technology to do that today. So, so how do you, how how can you say that a primitive culture, which which would have been a primitive culture supposedly, um, at that point in time, if you listen to the uh, John, John Anthony West has a term for for um, academics calls them crackademics, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. I thought, um, but he's a, he's a guy that totally disavows that. <clears throat> that traditional right. line of thought, um, and and he also classifies science as as being spiritually dyslexic, right? Which which is a cool term. I mean, they totally disavow any kind of spiritual connection to the to the to the phenomenon, right? right. You know, they they're just looking at it purely from a scientific point of view, which 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 I guess has some merit, but it it only tells part of the part yeah. of the story. It doesn't go. It, it, it doesn't go far enough because the thing is, is, like if you watched any documentary, where, where, uh, about um, how they made the pyramids, and it's like they sort of like sort of proven that. Well, yeah, if you if you if you had these like uh, these guys pushing this rock, and you were laying down these logs stacked like wheels, blah 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 blah, and it was like it, it just doesn't seem to hold up because no. that's no, a hell. Trying to find all these different ways to that it was done mechanically. 
you know, using levers and wheels and stuff. And it, nah, nah, I just never believed that. I always looked at them and I was like, nah, I don't think so, you know. When I was a little kid, you always see them like, you know, 10,000 slaves pulling it up a ramp, you know, pulling these big blocks up a ramp. But that, that doesn't even get to how they cut the blocks. How do they cut them so perfectly with, with crude chisels and stuff? You know, yeah. that, that's impossible, basically. Or these big, huge saws that are made out of metal and they use the sand. But, but they pour the that, sand. Even that, that, you know how long that would take to cut all those blocks? I mean, they're talking about them being built in like 20 years. So. Well, yeah. You need to stop and think to yourself so. as well, because the thing is, you're putting all of this time and effort into these giant monuments. And you look at the economy of it all. How how could any any government look at that and 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 justify building a monument like that and and, and so and, and tying up their economy? Well, maybe that's why the Egyptians aren't here today because they ruined their economy well, with I these crazy know. pyramids. I, I don't know. It's hard to say what what was going through their minds. But with but, the economics yeah. of it, it but, doesn't but, make sense. The, but the the actuality of it is that you know it was built to last. I mean, it's still there, right? After you know, we say five thousand years, but I think that's a moderate right. estimate. I think it's. I think they're actually much older than that. Um, and they were built structured so that they were covered with limestone, right? Which which is white, right? And you can see them from really far away. Yeah. And when you look at it from a distance, um, the limestone looks. It looks like it's one big piece of limestone, right? So it's it's like this big giant white. Um, Piece of, uh, piece of architecture that just shines and stands above everything else. You know, it's a beacon almost. So, dude, what the hell? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the anomaly there. That's like you know, if you believe if you believe the Egyptologists, they they have this parochial point of view where they think you know, the Egypt was you know a fairly primitive cult, culture and they just had this technology from wherever. I don't know where they they say it came from, but. To build these things, and they they have the more much more traditional point of view, and they don't they stick their fingers in their ears when people say other things they don't want to hear it. Call it that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. they they stick to what they've made their made their bread on. You know, they, that's what they do. But I think that's gradually changing. Yeah. Um, you know, you get guys like um, our buddy Nick. Nick Nick's done a lot to Phil to, to, to dispel Phil Copens. Unfortunately, he's not not with us anymore. But he, yeah. he was a really good researcher and fellow podcasters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and guys like John Anthony West and, and uh, Robert Shock. Yeah, you know um, Robert Boval, who, who's done a lot of work with the pyramids. And, yeah, uh, Graham Hancock, a big one. These guys are these guys are not lightweights. In the, no, not at all. I mean, these guys are real heavyweight intellectuals. You know. And they're all saying the same thing, you know. But but they're tying in the the spiritual nature of things too, which is which is totally discounted by, by mainstream science. Uh, which is unfortunate because it, I think that again that lowers our, our viewpoint. Yeah. You know? So we're going to talk about uh, other pyramids from around right. the world. Yeah, the, the Egyptian pyramids. And by the way, the the three Egyptian pyramids that we see in that, in that alignment. Yep. Are only a few of the pyramids actually that are in Egypt, and they're not there's actually a... almost two hundred pyramids in Egypt, right? Of varying sizes, varying and types sizes. Of shapes, you know, some of them were almost sort of like temples, right? Know, that they used for, for prayer and things like that. I think, you know, yeah. Uh, so they had some more of a physical 
presence or usage than, than the larger pyramids. Were. I think that one of the things that I wanted to, while we're still talking about the Egyptian pyramids, mm -hmm. uh, what, let's see, there's a news item that came across my desk. Uh, thermal anomalies found underneath the, the Egyptian pyramids. Of course. Uh, researchers, <clears throat> you, you try and say that. Researchers in e Egypt using advanced scanning technologies to study the pyramids said this week that they have detected thermal anomalies within the Great Pyramid of Giza that could indicate the presence of an undiscovered tomb or whatever. Mm hmm Researchers say there may be uncovered tomb at the Great Pyramid of Giza. That is one possible explanation for the striking differences in temperature. And the multinational research team said that it found between the stones at the ground level of the eastern side of the 4,500-year-old structure, according to Egypt's Ministry of Antiquities. Mm. Wrong dating. Sorry. I think the date's wrong. Okay, um, I just so, read it. I didn't. no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not questioning your your dating. <laughs> Don't shoot, Eric. <laughs> I'm not not questioning your carbon dating, Eric. Yeah, skills. Um, so let's maybe go to the Bosnian pyramid. All that, right, that, that's pretty interesting. Um, Which is far larger than it is. It is far larger than the Great Pyramid. Of yeah, to, uh, and and the thing is, is that let's talk about how it was discovered. And well, uh, people and, thought it was a mountain. It, sure. They thought it was a natural structure. Sure. Because it was covered with vegetation. Yeah. You know, for, people didn't really know what it was for, for eons. Right. Um, and then um, this, this scientist um, started looking at it and realized that it was, was pretty symmetrical. You know, mountains generally are not completely symmetrical. Natural mountains. Okay. So and he started digging digging into it, and and it was it's actually made out of cement. Cement. Yeah. Some big cement, huge cement blocks. What? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm acting incredulous because I read this all before in oh, one okay. of Phil Copen's oh, books. Oh, you're right. Um, so you're not actually surprised. That was feigned surprise. But what so, else did but, they? But what, the but what? the thing about the cement even is that the the and, and I don't understand structural stuff you know engineering right. stuff really but the this scientist that's delving into it um who is from bosnia and I, I don't have his name off the tip of my tongue but um he's been doing he's been studying this now for like 20 years or something uh, they uncovered these huge huge cement blocks now the cement the best cement that we produce today has has a factor that they use to to you know, to test it or to um, gauge it as, right, in terms of right, its quality. Right. And it, it's gauged by um, a factor of, the, of how much moisture it retains. Really? Right. So that the theory is that if it retains a lot of moisture, it's going to crumble faster. Of course. Because it's going to freeze, you know, of that course. kind of stuff. So the best, best, best cement that we can produce today has a 3% moisture retention. Okay. Meaning that it retains 3% of the moisture that it sure. is exposed to. This cement has a 1%. So that means that it's better cement. The quality of it is better than what the best that we can produce today with our technology. How is that possible? You tell me. I'm being incredulous, I, I, obviously. I don't, yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know. You tell me how that's possible. It's, it's seemingly not possible. But it's been tested in labs. So plus the fact that they had the, they had the soil strata 
that covers it right. tested, and it's been it's being gradually uncovered now. Um, Bos- Bosnia had a lot of political problems back a ways. No, really? Yeah, they had. Then they were revol- uh, back like, in the '90s. No, really? Yeah, no, you're being, you're being facetious. <laughs> um, so there's there's not a lot of funding available for no, this kind of thing. No, there's you know? not. There's a, so they, they've relied a lot on volunteers, right? To do this. So they, they had the subsoil tested on top of this that's that's now covered with in a, in a lab in Kiev right in the Ukraine what, what do you think the findings were in terms of the age probably dating back to around or before the time of the pyramids oh well depending on how how you date the pyramids but no 25,000 years so 25,000 years ago people said they were going to cover this pyramid for whatever reason no 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 it, it I think it covered naturally oh, okay but but the 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 beginning of the where the soil started covering the pyramid was dated back, and I don't know how they tested it, but dated back to, to 25,000 years ago. Yeah. So it began being covered 25,000 years ago, and it's So and it's what, are we saying that... that 20, so now it looks like a mountain, basically. So are we saying <clears> that 25,000 years ago was abandoned? Well, we, they don't know. That's another interesting thing. Um, when When... This guy has done all kinds of tests on it. And you were talking about the, um, what was it, the residents of the Great Pyramid? or you, you, you mentioned that briefly just a few moments ago about the Great Pyramid in Egypt. What, the, but um, um, thermal? Oh, oh, beneath the pyramid. Beneath the pyramid, that, that yeah. It. Well, this guy, this guy did a test on the top of this. And, and it's got a huge amount of energy coming out of it. And the odd thing about it i think it's 28 hertz yeah go ahead does that sound right i don't know i don't know again i'm not i'm not a scientist i don't know but it's an incredible amount of energy but the but even weirder than that is that the further away you get from it the more amplified it is so instead of it diminishing as it comes out it actually amplifies as it as it's progress as it progresses out of the top of the pyramid which, which is a, a total um, anomaly for, for how we think of, of energy waves. So that leads to the theory that perhaps this was part of a larger system of, of structures that were um, connected globally. Just as a quick aside here, because the thing is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, by the way, I think the Bosdians call it the Pyramid of the Gods. That, that yeah, I think part, that's right. right. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if we're not going to stick to uh, the the original name of this podcast, I think we should we should consider a new name for this uh, for this episode. Pseudo Ep- Ep- episode of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Pseudo archaeology. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, why not? What the heck? You know. Neither neither of us are scientists or archaeologists or geologists or any of those kinds. Nor of do we but, play one on TV. But but I you know I don't pretend to be. I, I I read this stuff and I think wow that sounds cool you know. I don't I'm not sure how, <clears throat> and some of the stuff is justified. I know they've done research and tests and stuff, so it's not just. And another crazy thing about this Bosnian pyramid is that there's all these tunnels underneath, that they're now. Yeah. But but the weird thing is is they they were filled in with with some kind of strata, some kind of loose granular strata um, at some point. Somebody made the theory 
that before they abandon it, whoever they are, right, fill those caverns for whatever reason, right. And I've I've read that in other places too that that was done. So these these tunnels are um, they vary in height, so it alters the it alters the air going through there. Yes, and and probably the energy that's being picked up um, from the you know from the geology of the of the region or from the ley lines or whatever's there, and there's these there's these chambers in there that are that have a particular quality about them. Right. And they've measured the negative ions um, in those chambers. And negative ions are, are naturally occurring things in the air. Sure. And, and there's a percentage of them in the, you know, like in this room now. Right. In. Well, in these chambers, the negative ions are 200% more concentrated than they are normally. And apparently, when you go in there and sit in there, you get a, you get a really good feeling of well being, and it has a, it definitely has an a it has a physical effect on you. Oh crap! Let's on, go on now the, on the human body. Yeah, let's let's make one of those chambers. Maybe we could do a podcast from there. That'd be cool. What are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so um, apparently, they had some knowledge of that um, in in whenever these you know if, if you if you take that date twenty five thousand years ago. And think about well, gee, what would have been happening twenty five thousand years ago if you if you go by the, you know, the, the accepted line of thought in terms of the progression. Oh, our of ancestors were hunter gatherers, right? Wandering right. about the right. African Basically plains, throwing and stuff. spears at, and hoping to hit whatever animals were running around at the time. You know, tapirs or something. I don't know. But I don't. Know. I just threw that out. I don't even know if they were alive then, but. But but the point I'm making is that where'd this knowledge come from? I mean, really, you know, even even if you only date them at the t- to the time of the pyramids, which I don't, I dispute. Um, I think they're older than the than the pyramids in Egypt. Um, I think this is a, a little bit more of a crude example of a pyramid. Um, and, and maybe this, maybe they made it out of cement because it was the materials that were available in the region or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the theory is behind that. But um, why, why, were these cham- why were these tunnels filled in? That's, that's, that's kind of curious. So you have to wonder if maybe they were filled in. Maybe this was being used for some alternative method of, you know, everything has two sides to it. You know, right. Was it being used as a weapon? Was it being used... Teleportation to, device, to, um, you know, to alter people's energy somehow or something, you know, or tell, yeah, teleport, teleportation device. Who knows? I don't know. There's a reason why. I mean, to fill these tunnels in by hand. I mean, they're now excavating them by hand. They're looking with, for help with, too. Well, they are. They're doing it with wheelbarrows and shovels, you know, but with volunteers. So this is not a, you know, this is not a high tech um, undertaking. But well, some of the some of the tunnels are real narrow, and some of them are real high. You know, some of them you can't even stand up in. So it's it's, it's a it's definitely a labor of love. Um, but you have to ask yourself, why were they filled in? You know, and, and I saw that somewhere else too that that had happened, and they're now you know they're now uncovering it. And why was it left to go fallow like that? They me- they've measured the energy around it, and it's it's really high high level still. You know, even with all the with the tunnels filled in, so. 
It was abandoned. It was abandoned for some strange reason that we don't know. Now, like a lot of the lost cities and things like that. uh, Before, why were they abandoned all of a sudden? Before you move on, Mm -hmm. and and uh, and, uh, we move beyond the Bosnian pyramid, uh, we're going to have actually uh, a link to this website about the Bosnian pyramid. Uh, And the thing is, they're looking for volunteers, Walt. They're Mm -hmm. looking for people to unearth. Uh, this pyramid. So you're talking about a trip to Bosnia? I'm, I'm talking. No, I'm serious. Really? If we started, I'm telling you right now. If we started up like a like a Patreon account or something like that, and and we could actually get people to pay us to go out there, and, and participate in. Car- uh, how I'm I'm guessing. I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that my wife probably would not be interested in a trip to Bosnia. I don't know about your wife, but I'm just saying. I don't know. Why? Oh, are you crazy? Bring the whole, bring the kids to Bosnia with their shovels and stuff. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. It could be a family adventure. Bring yeah. half fedora. We'll better travel. Than, better, better than going to the Disney Wildlife Park, huh? <laughs> 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 Might see some wildlife in Bosnia. I don't, I don't know what's close. going on there, but um, yeah, I mean, I, hell, that would be interesting. But would you want to do that? Off, Seriously? I, well, I, I don't know. I'd have to have to talk. I'd to have to weigh many factors before yeah, I committed to that. But, absolutely. Um, but it would be cool. I'm not saying, and, and kudos to the people that are that are volunteering their time to do that. You know, for the betterment of the, I think of the human race. Yeah. You know? But um, maybe looking at a more global picture, um, what if there were a worldwide global, or was a worldwide global network of energy conducting devices, of which. The pyramids were pyramids in Egypt were one part, and and um, and and maybe it was constructed in stages. Maybe the Bosnian pyramid was one of the very early right. devices, you know, and you know, not that much different than what our friend uh, Nikola Tesla was talking about. That's what he was talking about. Doing, exactly building those towers, like like the the prototype one that he built on Long Island, um, around the world, and transmitting not only. Not only energy, but also communication via that, like like huge cell cell phone towers that also transmitted free energy. Hard, yeah. hard to imagine, but supposedly, a lot of thinking is is that there was a worldwide global structure of right of of devices that transmitted energy from place to place, which also opens up another point of view of why did they need that. Well, not, um, not only who did it, but why? Why did they do that? What did well, they listen, the bread's not going to toast <clears throat> itself, Walt. <laughs> well, true, true. But um, it, it, it really opens up a much larger picture of, of, of ancient history of the planet, the prehistory that we know of or that we, we've been taught. Because let's be honest, Walt. I mean, the I thing mean, is, is that why would, they, why would they need all these energy transmitting devices? Good question. If that's what they are. If that's what they are, you know, and I happen to believe that. I happen to think that they are. Um, you know, like Stonehenge. Sorry, Stonehenge is not a pyramid, obviously. But, but if you take Stonehenge's um, frequency yeah. um, and measure it yeah. by the circle, the size of the circle, it's, this, it's the exact same frequency as the, that the human brain operates on. Get out. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, you know, there's a lot of things connected to these you know these these structures these stone structures mostly that people thought oh they were just monuments or they were just used in some like with Stonehenge they thought that they um, you know they were just like Wiccan the Druids were using it for 
you know, religious some kind purposes. of religious purposes or something, which is uh, most a lot of people now think is it might have been part of it, but right, it's not the total. You know, no, nobody. It seems unlikely that people would go to all that trouble to to raise those stones and you know and and put them align in, in particular alignment just to have a a service there. You know, maybe. But religion is a powerful thing. Well, man. yeah, I know, but but you can't even imagine how they did that. Number one, right? With the you know the that technology we have now would would have a hard time doing that. So. Yeah. So what's the re- what's the deal? What's going on here, Eric? Well, let's move on to another pyramid, another okay. pyramid site. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, do we want to talk? Do you have anything on the uh, the pyramids, the Aztec and? Uh, uh, Inca well, pyramids the, or the, the, the pyramids in Mesoamerica, right? Meaning Mexico, Guatemala. I, I guess everybody knows what Mesoamerica is. Um, <clears throat> there's 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 m- many more of them. They've they've calculated there's there's over a thousand pyramids. Every time you turn around, they're discovering. Well, they, they don't pyramid. even know how many they are because they keep finding more. <clears throat> you have the one in in Mexico, the Pyramid of the Sun, which is actually larger in mass. Than the Great Pyramid in Giza, the Great Pyramid of Cheops. So that's a huge one. Um, and then there's all kinds of different small. They're 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 a little bit different version. In most cases, they're called step pyramids, which the earlier ones in Egypt were were also step pyramids. Some of them. So it's it's a you know slightly different version of the same technology. You know, it's like a Toyota versus a Honda or. A, well, maybe a Jaguar versus or a Ferrari versus a Lamborghini. Let's let's amp it up a little bit. So um, it's it the big the big curiosity is how did that basic form get spread around the world? You know, did did these supposedly isolated cultures just by coincidence, use the same form? Well, that, that doesn't make any sense. But before you get started here, because there, there's another set of, of pyramids we also need to talk about here, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this name like I always do. The fabulous 1,000-foot White Pyramids of Zion, X-I-A-N. How would you pronounce that? Uh, that's pretty good, I think. And you have... I would say. <laughs> Where is that? It's in China. Oh, in China, yeah. That's 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 a place that I think surprises most people that there are pyramids in China. And I'm looking at these pyramids yeah. that are in China, and they rival the ones in Giza. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, China's been closed, you know, traditionally. It's, it's, it's historically, closed off, it's closed off to Westerners now. Yeah, now and 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 in the past too. I mean, they were they were kind of closed off, and then, yeah. Then there was some period where they were open to, to trade and stuff like that, and, and then again with the you know the communist regime, they've kind of closed things off. So the so the investigation into those things has been more limited. Yeah, uh, but there are suppose I mean China's huge, so stands to reason there's probably tons of them there. You know? are, are there any other pyramids that 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 we should be alerting people to? I mean, because the thing is, is that when we started the show. Uh, we were talking about how there are, like you said, the Mesoamerican pyramids. Mm-hmm. There are pyramids that are all over um, uh, South and Latin America. And then, there's, and then there's underwater pyramids, which which um, are now, I think, just starting to be discovered. Sure, sure. Uh, but they're in China. And 
Oh, you mean you mean terrestrial pyramid? Right, yeah, terrestrial not, not, pyramid. Because yeah. the thing is, is that and uh, to get really controversial and get really freaky on people, uh, explorers have also found pyramids in, of all places, Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, and and also on Mars. <laughs> if you want to get really freaky, but, well, yeah. and the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Um, it's just a matter of time before we start finding them on, like, say, Titan, you know, or you know, Saturn you know, or something. Yeah, you know. uh, but there are some in the United States as well. Montana yeah. has apparently has one. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, and it's not just the pyramids. It's, it's like Stonehenge and places like that, right. too, that, that are, were part of this, I think, larger grid. Yeah. I think, I think, sto- I think the um, pyramids had a certain function within that grid. Yeah. But they weren't the only component. Exactly. Um, if you look at the work that, that Michael Tellinger's done in, in South Africa, which is supposedly the original area that the Anunnaki um, set up their base. Sure. Uh, and, and that's called Adam's Calendar. Okay. <clears throat> which, is, which is a big um, stone structure yeah. that's, that's been uncovered. And also there's... there's hundreds if not thousands of these stone circles that, that um, are, are all connected somehow um, as, a, as a sort of a grid. Right. Okay, now, now, th- now, now this is where I get to blow Eric's mind. Which Walters wants to which do. I, I, I do like doing that. It's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. And it's not easy to do because Eric has a wealth of knowledge about many things. But I did uncover this. Um, these are aerial photographs of different sites around uh-huh. the planet. One is uh, Persepolis, Iran. I think I'm saying that right. Persepolis, Iran. It's it's a. It, it's not really a. You wouldn't say it was a town. It's 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 the only thing I can classify it as is is it's just a, a structure. Structures, right. a series right. of structures. And then there's another one, uh, the Temple of Apollo in Delphi, Greece. And also there's one Pueblo Benito in Chaco Canyon, New Mexico. Okay. Which is, which is a pretty, as we've talked about in the past, New Mexico seems to be a real right. font of uh, these kinds of esoteric type things. Um, and, and that's one side of the sheet. I'm going to show this to Eric, and hopefully he'll fall out of his chair. I don't know. And, and on the other side is a, is a computer board, a picture of a computer board that mirrors those structures, those aerial views of Get those structures. Out. Here it is. Take a look. No way. See what you think. See what you think, my friend Eric. Do they not mirror each other? Holy crap. Pretty impressive, huh? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. No. I, I'm t- I'm, uh, we're going to try and put this on, because this is from Julie Ryder's Alien Technology Galactic Facets. Right. We're, we're going to try and get her as a guest, actually, if we can. She lives in Montana, where there's, and I'm there's look, a, lot of, I'm, a lot of stone structures. This can't, of, this can't be a coincidence. I know. Us. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I knew. And here's another one. Uh, the, the layout of the three pyramids in Teo... Teotihuacan, Teotihuacan, um, which is in Mexico, I believe, um, 
looks exactly like um, a modern-day circuit board with processors. Take a look at that aerial view. It's hard to figure out which, uh, which is the circuit board. I know, which is which, yeah. It's pretty amazing, actually. It's, it's mind-blowing, really. I, I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that, and I knew Eric would be impressed. Being a technology guy, even even more impressive. I uh, see here. I this is something I I honestly don't understand. I I because the thing is is that well the thing the thing is it mirrors what we've developed today as as a as a technology how could, device. How, how could this and, be a coincidence? And, well, there, it it's hard to imagine that it is. That's that's the whole thing. It's hard to imagine that we're, it we're is. gonna we're gonna post links to this because I'm looking at this and I'm just like. No, <laughs> it's amazing. No. Right? It's amazing. But what the the bigger point is, above and beyond the amazement of it, is that it mirrors the technology we have today. So that even makes a stronger point that it is some kind of technology. You could also make the point that somebody like looked it's, at it's this. It's like global technology. It's almost like somebody like looked at this and said, "Hey, that's a great idea for a circuit board." Well, maybe, or or maybe it just. What else you got there? Maybe it just conforms to, to physical principles of, of that kind of thing. You know, and the, the way it came about is that um, these, these, this lady and her husband, Julie Ryder and her husband, were flying above this um, site in Montana, and, and they realized that it wasn't practical for usage as a, you know, as, as for somebody living there. You no. know, all these tiny little rooms and stuff, you know, that yeah. didn't didn't make any sense until you look at it from above and it and it looks like a circuit board so it's part of a larger so planetary circuitry is is what, what? The, is what it comes comes down to so the computer boards that we think of in our computers this this was a ge this was a geographic computer board you got to be kidding no, me no no i'm not kidding cuz i mean i looked at those pictures and i'm just like i'm flabbergasted well, I'll send you the link to this, and you can uh, see if you can get them on the just on just the just, leave, just leave me the paper, and I'll yeah I'll, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Holy cow! I need like that. I love it. I love it when I can get Eric to say, "Oh wow!" Yeah, it made my day. Cool, huh? I'm telling you, because the thing is, is that I, I mean, I'm privy to a lot of weird stuff. I know and that are. that know right you. there is just like so. It's pretty out there, huh? So just it's it's, a, it's, a, it's really kind of a revelation almost. So just to just to fill you guys in on on what we're looking at here, because the thing is is that there are aerial views of man, structures, man-made topography, right, right, that mimic almost exactly circuit boards in computers, in computers, if you, and if other you, devices. If you tear open your computer, there's a circuit board in there for the people who are, um, you know, not as privy to technology, um. And, and it's it's got little components in it, you know, soldered together and stuff. And but it, but it it's it's a it's a schematic. It's a layout. These look like schematics almost when when you look at them. Now. Yeah. And the same thing I think with I think that's what Adam's calendar is in the in the stone circles in South Africa. I think that was part of a larger uh, let's call it a global computer. Uh, is that what we're calling it? Uh, we're calling it like good good a term as any that I can think of. Could there have been a global computer? Yeah. What a cool concept, huh? 
I mean, like what was it like? Just like like a really slow operating <laughs> computer, or, or I don't was know. it I was I, a super massive I mean, computer? I'm, like I'm, deep I'm, thought from Hitchhiker's I'm, Guide I'm to the Galaxy. I'm guessing they had wireless technology at that point. That you know, that who knows? Maybe the maybe the computers are or were like the wireless. You know the the. The internet, sort of, or something. You know, I, I don't know. The transmitters I, I, of, of whatever I, the I, energy was. I'm going to go off. Mm. I'm going to go off Go ahead. Here. Go for it. Because... Go, go crazier. Uh, go wild. Because the thing is, well, is that... That's what I hope for every show. <laughs> Make Eric go wild. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that when I was much younger, I was Mr. Science Fiction here, okay? Mm-hmm. And in, anything and everything, science fiction, science fact, one of two of my favorite magazines, three of my favorite magazines... Omni magazine, uh, a brilliant magazine. Um, uh, Osmoff's magazine, Osmoff's mm-hmm. Monthly, and Playboy. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a diversion. <laughs> and analog with the subtitle "Science Fiction Becomes Science Fact." Science fiction, science right, fact. Right. And the thing is, is that there are a lot of people who have written um, stories or or books about, like. Computers that were so big that they just took an entire oh, planet. Oh, They took a oh oh oh. Well, that's yeah. You I know, mean, the original computers were like one right a whole room. You know. But and the thing is, is that Douglas Adams even took the idea of a giant planet-wide computer um, to its most ridiculous um, uh, conclusion. Like, why would you build a a, a computer that would like? Uh, encompass an entire planet Mm -hmm. and in his book was what what's the meaning of life and they had this huge giant computer built in and around a planet and it came up with (laughs) the meaning of life is 42 (laughs) that's uh, that's pretty out there 42 what (laughs) you know and and of course then that gets into a like so on and so forth and the idea is is that why would you need a computer that encompasses an entire planet or large sections of a planet. Now we're looking at this and we're wondering. Well, it, it brings up the question of you know we we tend to view ourselves as very technologically advanced. Sure. Um, which which I think is you know somewhat questionable right. when you start looking back at some of the technologies that may have existed on the that planet. That may have existed. Um, aside from where those technologies originated, we we. We, that's another whole issue, but but think about people or a race having the ability to create a, a technological device that was worldwide like that, and, and what was it used for? You know, was it used for for good means or was it used for for surveillance? Was it used? Who, who knows? It could be used. For, you know, it could could be either either or. Because if you, if you stop and think about it, and, and I'm going way out there, okay? Okay, that's cool. All right. I'm good uh, how, how many computers have you owned in your life? Um, I don't know. I'm going to say between work, you mean between work and home or just... What, whatever, I, whatever. I, I would maybe, I want to say 10. Okay. All right, so the thing is, is that you buy a computer, and it's a state-of-the-art computer, and it's the fastest thing you could possibly imagine... Until six months later, they come out with another processor. Yeah, something or, that's or, better. It's almost something. obsolete by the time you take it out of the store. Okay. In some sense. Yeah. So the thing is, is that imagine these planet-wide computers. Mm-hmm. They use them for a certain amount of time, and then it becomes obsolete. 
So they move to another planet, and they build another planet-wide computer over and over and over. We don't think anything about taking, because about a year ago, I had a Pentium 3 Gateway 8210 server, and I worked that thing like a rented mule until the motherboard finally fried. Mm-hmm. And I dropped it off the dump, and, I, and up until now, I didn't give it another thought. Who's to say that if somebody out there, some master race, is building these global computers, who's to say that once they were done with it, they just abandoned it and they moved on to somewhere else? We do the same thing we, with laptops. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We're, we're, well, it, there's a lot of questions around this. Sure. Why, um, why was it built? What did it do? What was the function of it? Um, but but the I, I think the cool part is is that they were using they were accessing energies right earth energies and and maybe the kind of energy that um, Tesla was talking about sure um, back you know who knows how far back these things right, were made right you know and and that sort of minimizes what we're doing now in some ways you know right we're, we're, we're our our technology is more artificial technology. Sure. It, it doesn't really encompass the earth into it in, in most cases, I think. It's more, it's more just artificially produced things by, by humans. Whereas they were taking devices made out of stone, you know, which is an earth material, and accessing earth energy from the ground and also energy that's in the air. And, and who knows what the hell they were able to do with that or why they were using it, what they were doing. Maybe they were communicating from... You know, if it goes back to what Nick Redfern was talking about, was there there were these pockets of, you know, it wasn't like one big worldwide civilization. Right, right. That there were pockets of very advanced beings. and They were all and interconnected. And more but... primitive beings who, who didn't know what the hell was going on and probably right. didn't care, you know, or were scared or something. You know? Right. And and maybe they were using it to, to communicate worldwide among themselves. Among those, maybe where these things are is where these pockets of civilization were. Yeah. You know? I mean, that makes sense to me, but where those pockets of advanced civilizations originated from is another whole issue, but, um, you know, I don't know. That's an amazing concept, though. It it really is. It really is. Um, And and how far back does that go? And and how many different periods of advanced civilization were there, you know, were there? we we seem to run in cycles. If you believe the the Vedas, the Indian <clears throat> the Indian writings, um, you know there's 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 cycles of man, right? Know, where, right. Where there's an advanced cycle, and then they get what you get wiped out by something, right? And then it, you know it's start all over, yeah, again. start all over territory, and then you build up back up again, and then it gets wiped out again. And I don't know where we are now, but <clears throat> um, hard to say. But it's an interesting concept, anyway. Well. Do we want to talk about other other pyramids? Do we want to save the other pyramids for later? No, I, I wanted to touch on the underwater pyramids that are because uh, that, that get no or little um, news coverage because we're me- co- media coverage. Because uh, we can do an entire show on underwater pyramids. Let's touch just touch upon the underground pyramids that you found underwater pyramids. Underwater, the yeah. underwater pyramids. Outside of what Cuba? Well, two actually. There's two, um, two that, and you and you found one, I think, off the coast of Japan, right? Right. Um, but the, the this, I think it was 2001. There were two Canadian um, oceanographers, 
I think they were, um, that discovered pyramids off the coast of Cuba. Um, and they're, you know, if you see the pictures, I mean, they clearly look like pyramids. No doubt. Um, and, no doubt. And they actually, they actually say they've, they've found some kind of script on them, some kind of writing on them. Um, but they're hypothesizing that these, these were the remnants of um, Atlantis. Right. That that's where they ended up. Um, and then there's also some, some uh, they're classified as glass pyramids, but I think they, they might be crystal. Okay. Uh, pyramids that are in the actually in the Bermuda Triangle, um, and one of those one of those pyramids has two holes in it in the top, and one of the holes allows ocean water to pass through it, um, and and creates a vortex. There's that word vortex again. Yeah, um, which they think may be responsible for the unusual happenings in the Bermuda Triangle. That that's that's. A, I mean, there's always a lot of conjecture that there was a crystal left over from, from Atlantis. <laughs> right. Because you know, they use crystal technology, um, apparently, <laughs> to dis- for destructive purposes at some point. But um, <clears throat> I think they sank, supposedly sank the island. So yeah, some, something Some like kind that. of problem happened with a crystal or something. Two, two factions at war again, you know, as, as the race team tends to want to do, I think. Yeah. Um, but... These these crystal pyramids in the Bermuda Triangle may be the, what's responsible for the for the anomalies that are happening there. You know, planes going down and ships disappearing and those kinds of compasses things. going wacky. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So it creates. We've talked before about how a vortex creates an electromagnetic force. Right. You know, which which would do those things. You know, it would make a compass go wacky. And maybe it's dependent upon how much water is rushing through it, or, or the tides, or something. You know, whatever, whatever creates this this effect. Um, I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, and the, and the thing is, is that I mean, it all kind of ties together. You know, and off the coast of Japan, there um, there is some controversy about this underwater structure. I'm going to butcher the name here when I say it. Uh, Yognagogi? Yognagogi, man. Yognagogi. Yognagogi. And the thing is, is that it was just like, you have these, this rock that is cut in all of these intricate um, angles and stuff like that. And it was just like, well, what the hell is it doing there? And it's like, we're looking at these pictures, and the thing is that these things are cut. It's like, and some of the corners are like at right angles. Mm -hmm. And, And not just like right angles. I mean, we're talking sharp right angles. Any, any conjecture on, on where that might have come from? Well, or? the thing is, is that most of the, most of the scientists, the mainstream scientists, say that it is. It's just a. It's just the the way that the rock formed. formed. It's just the way that the rock formed, yeah. and the thing is, is that it's hard like, to imagine. <clears throat> it cuts in a certain way mm-hmm. because of the crystalline salt, like like uh, like um, you know, like salt. You know, have you ever seen like a piece of salt where it's a big, it's a crystalline facets. structure? Yeah, facets. facets, yeah. Well, again, that. You know they have trouble explaining that, so they just they just say nah, it's it's just a natural formation. You know they can't. And when you look at like Graham Hancock did a lot of work with that, those underground structures. When you look at them, they can't possibly be natural structures. We're looking at this There's one right no now. Way. There's just no way. We're looking at a picture yeah. now. I mean, look that at that. Be... How could that not be man-made? The way it's got, you know, flat surfaces that are perfectly flat, and you know, the chances of that happening are, are minuscule. I think anyway, for that not to be 
shaped by human hands or some kind of hands. Yeah, and the thing is, is a lot of people call it a monument. Some people call it like, you know, they call it like they see it. Because part, part of a larger complex that yeah. may, may be buried under sand or something. Yeah. It's much harder to excavate underwater than it is than it is on, you know, terrestrial. Well, my favorite theory is that um, when the planet was a lot cooler than it was now, so much water was uh, stuck in the ice caps. Mm. And the thing is, is that they would have melted it, covered over. <laughs> they yeah. built this thing like mm-hmm. close to shore, right. and wouldn't you know it? You know, mm-hmm. global warming's a bitch. <laughs> there goes, there goes your condo in Florida. <laughs> well, somebody find that underwater, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, we we have reached the segment we have reached, uh, the one hour mark. We're done. And the only thing that I can say is that. Walt, you did it again, man. I blew I blew your mind, Eric. You brought something down here, and you brought something over, and I looked at it, and I I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I, I, your, your mouth hit the floor. I heard it. I heard the thump. It was my jaw. It was yeah, my jaw. I heard the thump. Yeah. So, any speculation at all about what we've talked about? I mean, what's, what's your conclusion? Well, I, my conclusion is that there clearly were advanced civilizations that predate what we consider current. Yeah current civilization you know that we're not the beginning of and you know we're not the we're not the uh we're the new kids on the block you right know, we're, we're not that we're not the the established society we're not the only thing that there ever was you know? no and we're probably not the smartest and probably not the best looking and probably not the best anything of speak for in, yourself well in comparison to to what may have come come before, but but mainstream science just doesn't want to admit that they just they just don't want to go there. They just want to keep their their limited viewpoint intact and their and their career intact, I guess. But um, which is unfortunate because it impedes the progress of of um, thinking in, in these areas. Yeah, but not for everybody. Not for me. I I don't I don't give any. You know, the the stuff that we learned in school was so minimalist and so you know somebody somebody like john john anthony west he he calls into question the the darwinian theory sure you know that we started out as a primitive um ape of some kind and then eventually progressed to to where we are now which is just only slightly less primitive if you if you look look at the events of the if you watch reality tv if you're watching reality tv Um, there you go and, and he 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 just Think that think that that's that's a total crock. Yeah, you know, and, and that it was accepted by the scientific community as fact. Yeah, and and um, you know, I, I was listening to a, to an Irish philosopher who, who brought up a really good point. I think is, is he was he was uh, disseminating between uh, or distinguishing between truth and knowledge. Sure, uh, truth is is not truth doesn't change. It's unalterable. Right. Truth is truth. Yep. Knowledge changes, you know, but, but the, the knowledge that we get in school by a teacher or professor or, or however, whatever level of schooling you go to. Right. Is, is portrayed as truth. Yeah. But it, because they have to do that. They have to have some degree of intellectual authority to, to be able to be a teacher or a professor. They have to act or pretend that they know the the truth the reality of things the actuality of things when in when in reality all they're doing is parroting stuff that they've learned from sure. somebody um, that may or may not be accurate 
Yeah. It's, it's only what they say is accurate or what they say is truth. So, so I, I think it's a pretty um, good distinction to make yeah. between truth and knowledge. And, and I think what we're, what we're doing on the show is we're, we're challenging the boundaries of knowledge and what knowledge is and isn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we're getting to what truth is, but um, that, that's a much more complicated concept. But um, I, I do think that you have to question what's, even like on the news and stuff, what's, what's brought forward to you as knowledge, as truth is, is really not. It's just knowledge that is accepted at the time as knowledge and may, may change at some point. I think the important distinction here to, to realize is mm-hmm. that to boil down what you just said and to look at it through another, another perspective or mm-hmm. looking at it at another, another lens. facet, is that the thing is, is that something happened here on this planet that is beyond the imagination. Something grand and magnificent and terrifying happened here. All of the above. Lo- all of the above, mm-hmm. a long time ago. And it's almost like this. It's imagine like mom and dad had a big, huge party. And the kids were in the other room playing or sleeping or whatever. And the kids woke up to the party. And the, and the, and the kids are trying to piece together what happened in the living room mm-hmm. while mom and dad are upstairs having a hangover or doing whatever parents do. And the thing is, is that we're children trying to decipher what happened, you know, while we were hiding out in the other room or whatever like that. With, with one arm tied, one arm tied behind our back. Yeah. With, because, with the older kids saying, don't go in there. Don't right. look at that. Right. You can't look in that closet. Don't look in the closet. There's nothing in there you need to see. Exactly. <laughs> it's on a need to know basis and you don't need to, need to know and that's what the scientific community is basically saying yeah that, that you don't need to know that it's a little you know, it's like what the church said about religious dogma exactly you, know, you don't need to know that it's we're telling you everything there is to know we're yeah. telling you the truth maybe not you know maybe you're just telling us your version of the truth your knowledge what you, you what you say is the truth is not necessarily the truth and, it, and, and it's, we're starting to understand that, I think. And it's almost as if modern academia is coming right out and saying that, okay, everything that you say, you hold some water, whatever. But the thing is, is that the truth is far more terrifying. We're protecting you by keeping you from the truth. And, because if you if you knew what really happened here, you'd lose your freaking mind. Right, like with the, with the UFO um Roswell cover-ups and things like that. Exactly. You can't handle the truth, as Jack Nicholson would say. And and it was just like, if we ever sort of like, uh, we were talking about the rebellion earlier on, and I do think that we need an academic rebellion. We need more people to come forward and say, your version of the truth is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Your version of the truth is no more of a make-believe fantasy. It's just your version. It's It's not truth. Right. It's, it's just your version of, of knowledge. And just and, 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 and that changes all the time. And ignoring right. basic facts because right. they don't fit into your paradigm. Right. Right. And that's happened all throughout history. Look, yeah. look what happened to, you know, people that challenged that that paradigm. It usually didn't end up well for them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put on the rack or something, you know, or, or burned in the in the in the public square, you know, for having the audacity to challenge the church or the or whoever the powers to be were at that time. On behalf of the Vatican, I'd like to uh, represent the Pope, and we'd like to issue an apology to Mr. Galileo. So uh, I think that that I think that that's a Which huge Pope problem. Which Pope was that? Huh? Which Pope was that you were channeling there? 
Oh, the, the slow, drunk one. <laughs> <laughs> probably all of them. That probably would fit most of them. <laughs> so uh, I think we're, what we're going to do is, is that we're going to leave this open. This is only part two. Yeah, we could have another one. We're, we could, we're most likely going to have another one. Cause if anybody's got any ideas about part three, let us know. What was our giant machine built for? Yeah, cool. cool that, would, that would be interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. All right. Thanks. I'd like to ask Michael Tellinger what his thoughts are. Yeah, get in touch maybe, with us. Maybe we'll get him. Hey, and here's what we're going to do. We got Nick Redfern. Yeah. Oh. So here's was, the thing. That was impressive. Here's the thing. We are going to um, read your comments uh, on the air next week. Uh, tell us what do you think the giant machine was for, mm-hmm. and what do you think about all the pyramids and whatnot, and uh, and we'll go from there. So anyway, hey, another great show. So. All right. You'll never think of your computer in the same way again. Exactly. Talk to you later. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained and supernatural phenomenon and is dedicated to you people, our listeners. You can learn more about us by going to our webpage, metaphysicalpodcast.com. There you will find links to this episode's show page with links to more information on this podcast's topics. Also, the metaphysicalpodcast.com, you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter handle, past episodes, and links to our iTunes and Player FM accounts. That's also a great portal for you to contact us and let us know if you'd like to be guests on our show. Just drop us a line with a quick summary of what you'd like to talk about or promote and means of getting back in touch with you. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. Until next time, keep your chins up and your fedoras on. It's kind of fun. It's not easy to do because Eric has a wealth of knowledge about many things.